And welcome to Playthrough. In this episode, we discover the dangers of camping and learn some new words for the playthrough Profanosaurus as we enter the world of online multiplayer in Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Joining me, Andy Gilmore. Tonight we have Chris Worthington. Hi, I skip. <laughs> Good evening. And Jim Middleton. Hello, Jim. Your fruit killing skills are remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> they are by now. Yeah, they are. Um, sadly, our fourth team member Mads he's gone dark and is otherwise engaged on another mission but uh, assuming he survives he'll be back with us for our next episode and probably with a new scar to add his collection so um, unfortunately I think time was off the essence with Mads so he wasn't able to play too much multiplayer so uh, as a consequence he's uh, passed on this episode but he'll be joining us for all the future episodes from this point onwards Uh, but all is well with him we've just been speaking to him uh, whilst we've been recording our episode on the next season of uh, round season two of the uh, the playthrough choices are you both well all good thank you you yeah all is well thank you yeah very well indeed. i mean it's been so long since we last spoke that it's what's been happening <laughs> this is it <laughs> we're in this real i i love this about podcasts and it happens all the time this weird time paradox where we're like in the past kind of thing or maybe in the future i don't know i don't know where i am I guess the only thing you need to tell us, because you'll be able to find out from the other podcast, is did anything happen, interesting happen on your toilet break or on your way to get another beer? <laughs> no, mine no, was, un- mine, was un- mine was very uneventful, so I've got nothing to report. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I, I'm looking forward to this, though. I am looking forward to talking about this multiplayer because I, I didn't play as much as you guys. Yeah, but I've got you know I've got and I think probably tells a story in itself which we can chat about. But yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to kind of hearing about you know what it, what it was like when you get when you get into the weeds of it. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Yeah, we. Yeah, I, I mean, that's going to be kind of. There's not really obviously much in the way of as it was in the first two episodes where we covered a campaign. There's not exactly much analysis of the story. So the plan is we will just kind of rattle through as quickly as we can do um, the, the the basics of online multiplayer in modern warfare and then we'll get on to the actual more slightly more sort of subjective uh, discussions uh, based on our experiences while we played it um yeah just before we do i guess uh, i always quite like hearing about these things um any purchases or anything that's been catching your eye since our last recording have you been good boys and keeping 
your pennies in your pockets or have you been splurging on anything and everything that takes your fancy? So I so I mentioned the uh, aim controller in the last episode. Yeah, yep, yep. I uh, found a little Facebook uh, marketplace bargain. Pick one of those up. Um, it hasn't got a move controller in the front. I, I was like, amazed when I picked it up, and it's actually got like a controller sensor, like yeah, built into, was, into the controller. Yes. So after you mentioned it the last time around, I was thinking to myself, is that right or not? And I actually had to go and look in my cupboard. So it's got one of those bulbs. What are effectively like the bulbs kind of already in the front of it, doesn't it? So you don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like oh, on yeah. my PS3, uh, like or whatever that's called, um, you, yeah, you physically you put one of the move controllers in the front of it. So, right. I assumed that this was this was the same, but no, it's got one built in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been playing a bit of uh, I've started Farpoint, um, not far in, maybe an hour, but I think it's only a short game. Um, yeah, yeah that's good, it's a good atmosphere. How, how does it work? I mean, how do you... What's the locomotion in it? Uh, that's, uh, I don't want you to start singing. <laughs> I thought we'd go get some big Cali Minigu. <laughs> um, how do you move around, like, in a first-person shooter in VR? Yeah, so on the front of the controller, you've got what would be your left stick. On the back of the controller, you've got what would be your right stick. The movement is controlled by the left stick, so you're sort of... I don't know, forward, backward, strafing. Um, mm. Your direction is controlled by where you're looking, okay. which takes a little bit of getting used to. Um, I, I think it might have worked better with you with that with the ability to move it on the on the right stick on the back, and then you can aim yeah. independently of that. Um, is there not a controls but, option to change it to that? Have you had a look? If there is, I've not seen it. Yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there is. I've, I've missed it, but yeah, I, I've, I haven't seen it. Does it make you feel sick, Jim? It did at first, but after that, is it's that it's that first. I think with like same with most VR games, that first sort of few minutes, you feel a little bit uneasy with it. It's like I'm not moving. I'm moving. What's going on? Because <laughs> um, you go through that whole crash sequence in the opening few yeah, minutes, that's don't fantastic. you? Which is yeah, yeah it, it really makes your stomach lurch when you're because you're in this spaceship that has basically yeah. got a full glass canopy yeah. on it, and you can you you can you sort of look Ooh. down and it, 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 it's a really disconcerting effect that it gives. It, it gives yeah. a proper feeling of. Um, of, of, yeah. of being in, in space in a proper kind of fully immersive VR effect it's good yeah yeah it's brilliant yeah it's just, yeah they they capture like the not that I know but the, what the, the size of everything if yeah. that makes yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but and then you when play the, it with regular with the DualShock Jim I don't know if you can play with the DualShock or not um, I've not actually tried um, okay because when when you start it it Gives you an outline of, of the of the, the gun, right in the game, okay. so you can see where the gun is. Yeah, I'll have to pick one of those up. But yeah, I, it, I so on eBay they tend to go for between sort of fifty and sixty pounds. So um, expensive. I picked one up on Marketplace for for forty. Okay, okay. not bad. So yeah. yeah, not bad. Yeah, all that stuff's getting quite short supply now because I remember back when I got the PSVR which would be where we now two Christmases ago, which is just over a year ago, I guess. And 
I was just started picking up accessories for it quite quickly afterwards and I got the the move controllers and that aim controller and that was when shops were still stocking it new so you were basically able to buy it new at cost price um, or kind of at the, the RRP if you like and uh, yeah you see the a lot of the second hand stuff that was more expensive than what you were paying for it just a year ago basically it's uh, yeah. and I, I guess they're just kind of in the build up to the PSVR 2 they're just going to less let that they're obviously i think that's what what is out there is what is, is what's out there if you like i don't think there's going to be any there's obviously no yeah, sort no, of uh, new no stock, stock arriving yeah. no yeah. Yeah. Did, did you how far into it did you play the standard gym you know me two and a half three hours gave up okay. so it's um that's it that's that's my gaming <laughs> standard so uh, if only because i think i'm trying to think i got the controller i got and i thought i'll that was a game that obviously was designed for it and so i tr- tried out just to see how it kind of how it translated with onto the controller and, and i actually really enjoyed yeah. it I, I thought it worked really well and do you know what it was? It, it coincided with, with our house move, which was just about a year ago, and uh, everything had to get dismantled, and it took a wee while to get things set back up again. And I didn't pick up with, I didn't pick up any of the games that I'd been playing at that point. I just didn't really get back into it. So um, it will definitely the the, the VR is quite a, a funny one because it's obviously a quite a small collection of games that are on it. So uh, that there's, I, I would quite like to try and play through the majority of the, the VR games before the new headset yeah. comes out. And I think it's probably, that's relatively realistic, given that we're probably still another year away from the new headset. Uh, maybe we'll be backwards compatible anyway, but, uh, you know, if we're about a year away and, uh, you know, they're, quite, they're, they're all shorter experiences anyway, then uh, they lend themselves quite well. It's a little bit of escapism at the moment as well, putting on the VR headset. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's the only way yeah. to go somewhere. So, do, uh, yeah. Do you ever get used good. to the yeah. to the spiders? Because that's just, no, that's that's freaking me out an hour. Yeah, I, I've got uh, I've got a, a phobia of spiders in real life, and it turns out I've got a phobia of them in game as well. It's yeah, uh, no, I, that's I, not nice, is it? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Uh, I would far rather take on some hulking great enemy that fills the entire screen than anything that's small and scuttles along the ground and jumps at you. That's uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> um, oh, that's cool. And then, how about you, Chris? Anything that you've been adding to the collection, taking out of the collection? Yeah. So I won't. I won't repeat myself because I did talk on the Retro Asylum episode about my ah, cool. Apple II floppy drive emulator on the Wing Commander three episode. So okay, cool. Giving my Apple II some love, and I'm really pleased. I got the floppy drive on that episode. It was saying that I'd just got it and I was trying to set it up and I was struggling a little bit with the file formats on the floppy drive emulator. I won't labour this because this is not a retro podcast, but yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying myself with some of the very early, you guys would love them, some of the very early text adventures, you know, going back to 1789 <laughs> and 18. <laughs> yeah, you'll need to give me the name playing, of those so I can get straight onto them. <laughs> when I'm playing a text-based CRPG at the moment called Eamon, which, I just skip it, skip it. You, okay. you probably you you probably wouldn't get into it. <laughs> no, I, I've just written that down as well. Let me just. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but do you know what? Do you know what I have been doing? I've been thoroughly because I've had a bit of a hiatus because I finished Wing Commander three for Retro Asylum, and obviously with with Modern Warfare stuff and the the campaign kind of haven't finished that. I've. Uh, so I've had a bit of, for the first time in a while I've had a little bit of space to actually play something which isn't podcast related nice. so Assassin's Creed 2 has been on the backlog for the longest time well 
ever since I finished the first one last year. So I played the first one right at the start of, of lockdown, March 2020. And I started off absolutely loving it. It was escapism when we really needed escapism. Kind of go in there, you know, you're in, you're in the Crusades. It was amazing. And then about three hours in, it was like, well, this is it now, isn't it? This is the game for the next yeah. 12, 15 hours. This is all I'm going to be doing. And like most people the novelty very soon wore off and it was a real struggle to get through to the end of it but i knew that the second one was reviewed so much better so i've been i've been saying to myself right every time i get a gap assassin's creed 3 is going in uh, assassin's creed 2 is going in i'm going to play it i just never got had a gap but here i thought right i've got i've got two or three weeks now where i'm i'm going to i'm going to try and get through it so i've been playing it for the last week and a half i absolutely love it i am properly into it it's really good, I isn't it? I am icon hoovering all over that map. <laughs> there's, there's so much variety, though. I mean, I can't. I, this is only the second of the Assassin's Creed game uh, games I've played, so I, I know people are probably saying, "Well, you know that that's Assassin's Creed," but for me, it it's still it's still a novelty. I mean, this is apparently what people say is the first true Assassin's Creed game, yeah. and it's it's great. I mean, that mixture of history and the action adventure stuff. I'm absolutely loving it, and having thought that I could probably rinse through it in you know in a couple of weeks, I, no, I've completely changed my mind. I'm going to really take my time and and really try and savor it. Yeah, I'm enjoying every single moment of it at the moment. It's so good. Have you got the sledgehammer yet? That's one of my most um, memorable um, memories from it. Was just running around bonking people on the head with the big, uh, the big <laughs> sledgehammer. It's very fond memories. <laughs> Do you know, just before we jumped on, actually, I was I, I, I fired it up because it was I've, I've been stuck on this race. I don't like being stuck in games. It really oh, okay. kind of eats away at me. So I've been stuck on one of the races. So I thought, right, I'm going to have a couple of goes, and I did it. Uh, I did it. For, it's like anything, isn't it? You, when you're stuck on something, I, last night I was playing it. I had about 15 goes at this thing and kept just missing it. First time, boosted up this evening. First time, job done. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so often the, way the case. Yeah. yeah, just take isn't a break. It? Just go away from it and take a break. And then I went to the weapon shop and I was going to buy one of the big clubs, Andy, but I uh, I got myself one of the one of the really smart rapiers. Okay. Instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, I just seem to remember having a particular penchant for the sledgehammer. I seem to remember quite enjoying that for uh, <laughs> the, the stealthy it. sledgehammer. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just seem to remember it made a very satisfying bonk every time you hit somebody on top of the helmet. But uh, yeah, that's did you play it back to. in the day then? I did. Yeah, I actually really liked that. I I only played the first and second, but I and then I came back to try the fourth, and then kind of ever since then it's sort of a, a very sort of disjointed experience of the series mm. but I, I really liked the first uh, it kind of I think it must have just been one of these games where probably in the evenings um, yeah once as you see once you kind of had discovered the, sort of the initial mechanics that was what the game was and it was just rinse and yeah. repeat it but I quite liked it I, I quite liked the sort of the I quite liked climbing up each of the viewpoints you know, yeah. you would say you'd use your eagle vision or whatever, and you'd sink yeah. all the targets, and then I would just work my way around yeah. them all. Then you'd go to the next one. I quite enjoyed that mechanic, to be honest. I quite like the fact I, I absolutely loved the the spamming that you could do in the fights as well, rather than sort of yeah. having to get any sort of talent. You could just parry and yeah. or you just block Bash. and parry. Or you take on 
15 guys and just leave a pile yeah. of bodies and then walk away just feeling like the hard man. Yeah. yeah, so I... I, yeah. I, I, I it just got so repetitive, though, didn't it? It was just the same thing over... I mean, it yeah. looked great, the atmosphere was great, the music was great, but it just got so repetitive. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this, it's constantly throwing different things at you, different mission types, mechanics. It's... Oh, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it. Good. Good, good. Yeah. What about you? Have you been splashing the cash on anything? Any pickups? Anything interesting? Uh, nothing games-wise, but then that was probably more an expectation that I was probably going to be buying four new games very shortly <laughs> off the back of this. So, but it's uh, amazing that we've just... Uh, yeah, one of them is on the shelf already, so that's good. So it's only three that I have to buy. So I, basically that means I need to go and buy another game now because I've saved myself some money. So that's good. No spoilers. No spoilers. That episode um, hasn't gone out yet, no. remember? That episode that we just did. But, it's going to be in the future. Uh, what have you... I've, just been back Time in a couple continuum. yes <laughs> the uh, uh backed a couple of books on kickstarter so one of them oh, was yeah. the uh, do you have any of the geeks line publishing books no uh, they're, they're really good um so there's one let me just check so i've got a few of them so i've got one on there's a they're basically um they're kind of uh sort of compendiums on a given system and it gives you you know, a lot of research has gone into them. They're really, really nicely made books as well, and it gives you a lot about the uh, the development of the system, uh, and then all about the system itself. Really nice sort of breakdowns of all kind of like the internals of the systems, all the games that were out on it. Really nice photographs. Really, really, really sort of uh, high production on them. Um, so I've got What's one there. What's the publisher for- called? Uh, it's called Geeks Geeks Line Publishing. Um, Geeks Line, yeah. Uh, the guy's based in France, but uh, they're they're lovely, lovely books. So I've got one for the Super Nintendo, the Nintendo sixty four, and the GameCube, and then the one that's just been out now. It's I, the, the um, pledge has just been collected. Actually, is for the uh, Turbo Graphics and uh, PC Engine. So, oh wow. Um, it looks really nice. I think that's coming out in July, and they seem to have quite a short turnaround time between the mm. the project closing and the books coming out. Because I think they're now this must be the I think the fourth, if not the fifth, one that they've done. So uh, mm. definitely worth checking out. And then the other one that I've uh, that I've backed is um, Games Master: The Oral History. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. about this as well. Yeah, I I yeah. absolutely love Games Master. I, I think probably yeah, I did as well. I, I think you guys do too. It was just such a formative part of uh, yeah. both my childhood and kind of my you know really sort of what's helped uh, sort of really sort of helped encourage my my interest in gaming at that point. And uh, just off the back of that, Jim and I were actually chatting about this the other night. But uh, uh, you know we're always looking to give podcast recommendations um, under consultation. I don't know if oh, I had yeah. list. It is. I yeah. back. I've, I support that on their Patreon for all it is. But uh, it is an absolutely incredible podcast. It's so good. The, the two guys who do it are brilliant to start with. But yeah, it's the fact that it's each episode's a really nice length. But it's as much for the just the content that's in it because they play a lot of the clips from the show. But they also yeah. play all the adverts that were on during the ad breaks as well. Oh and wow! It, it's so funny. It just right away you're teleported back, you back almost thirty years now. Just in the space of two minutes you'll hear either like you know a strap line from an advert or a tune or something are you just like jeez that is that is my childhood right there so and that's every episode you're getting and I think they're up to I mean they're well into season three now I think I want to say Um, because they're all on YouTube aren't they the episodes yes they are yeah which is it's a real shame there was a guy who I'd messaged on uh, it was through Twitter there was a guy who was doing really nicely packaged uh, Blu-ray versions of he'd obviously got all the original files 
and it was just doing really nicely packaged Blu-ray versions of all seven seasons, I think it is, of Games yeah. Master. Uh, but I, I think he basically got swamped with the demand and actually sent out a bit. I was on his website the other day, just this book reminded me, and he put a message up saying, you know, basically, thanks, but don't Go contact away. me. Yeah, because yeah. I'm not doing them anymore. <laughs> oh, it's too much shame. work. So, uh, and as you see, they all are there on YouTube and various other means to go and watch them. But I don't know, there's just something very nice about having a nicely packaged yeah. version of these things. I'm amazed yeah. to this day Decent that they haven't video. that they haven't released uh, you know, sort of an official version of it because you, yeah, there would be too. there'd be a lot of interest in that. I think yeah, so, for sure. Um, yeah, I guess maybe yeah. off the back of this book, it, they were chatting there. That I think it was funded within 24 hours and it's been really yeah. successful. So I, I think the, the, there's actually I don't know if you guys want the club together, but. I think it's maybe for 1500 quid or two and a half grand that you can get like the top tier perk is you get to go and meet Dominic Diamond and you go with Dominic Diamond to Dave. They're going to go to Dave Perry's tattoo studio and have their first face to face in however many years that it's been. You get to go with them <laughs> and both Dominic and you get to get a tattoo from Dave Perry in his tattoo studio. And it just like there's some just absolutely there's a couple other perks in there that are just absolutely ridiculous. It's uh, you think, you know, if money was no object. What a once in a lifetime experience yeah, yeah, that would definitely. be. Go and see, uh, go and see the the the, the reunion that people the have been waiting down. to see. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There was one as well, wasn't there? Where uh, Dominic Diamond will go and put a bet on a horse for you. Yes, yeah, with, a, with a, the, 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 the I think is it. It was one of the racist race tracks you'll go to, and you'll put uh, you'll put a bet on the the horse with the the dirtiest name for That's you. It, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, so uh, obviously not much has changed, but uh, I I just kind of I I think it's just a such a happy period of my life that time where the games master was yeah. on, and I just really quite inter- so I think this book's going to be quite interesting as well. Um, I also there's another podcast I listen to uh, called Tired Old Hack, and it's a guy called Chris Scullion who used to be he's done yeah. a lot of stuff within games journalism, but you know kind of I guess one of his most notable was he was the editor of the official Nintendo magazine. Yeah, and, I've got uh, one of his books. Yes, yeah, yeah. So he's done quite a few books. He does these kind of system wide books. Uh, I think he's got a Mega Drive yeah. one coming out next, which I'm pretty excited about. But um, yeah, he just did his podcast the other night there with Dominic Diamond, and he was doing did a he wee really? bit of public. He was doing a wee bit of publicity for the book, and he yeah. said that uh, I, I think the, the book is worth buying just for I think some of the stuff, basically all the excesses that you probably thought was the case of nineties television, where yeah. they were just throwing money at things and not <laughs> questioning where it was going. Uh, yeah. I, I think he says that actually kind of like no matter like you're even in your wildest imaginations, you probably couldn't imagine some of the stuff that they get up to, they were getting up to, and a lot <laughs> of that is is in this book, I think. So I think it'd be quite fascinating reading to go back to it with a pair of adult eyes and all the stuff yeah. that because even what even watching the episodes back now or listening to these episodes on under consultation, you realise there was so much of the innuendo, all the innuendo that went straight over my nine year old's head. Yeah, but, you know, oh, you yeah, listen yeah, back, yeah. you listen, yeah. you listen back to it now. It's like you think, you know. It was a different time what you could get away with and what you could get away yeah. with saying and uh but it appeals to the you know, i have got a very smudgy schoolboy sense of humor so there's a, a lot <laughs> a lot of the stuff that's that's in that that still really makes me giggle to this day so um yeah those are the two things that i've uh, that i've that i've backed recently and i think you know very excited about getting both of them so um they were know, the think, golden days then weren't they a game oh, weren't they just tfi yeah. friday yeah the pops yeah. match of the yep. day yep 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 oh. um oh and it's also worth saying so on this 
podcast, the under consultation, they also, you can, as I think on the patrons, they have votes for other spin-off shows. They'll do a one-off special on different shows. So they've done one oh, really? on Gladiators and they've done oh, one wow. on... Uh, I forget it's all in their feed there so if you go like I should listen to I know of the podcast but I've never actually listened to one of them it's really really good yeah yeah it's really well produced the guys uh, I think they're obviously professionals professional podcasters I think the background is 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 wrestling podcasts initially I think I think they still they still do those but obviously they've got a real soft spot for the gaming side of things as well but uh, I, I think kind of even the first episode is very representative of what the what the subsequent episodes and series are. It's just a very very polished production, um, well worth a listen. So that'd be my recommendation yeah. of the week. Yeah, it's made me want to um, go go try some of the challenges as well. So I'd never heard of the podcast until we were chatting. I think we was playing Call of Duty, weren't we? Yes, that's um, when it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I yeah I've listened to the first couple of episodes. Um, oh, yeah. cool. Enjoy, yeah, enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good recommendation. Yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying it good okay I wasn't that's because uh, you're never quite sure sometimes you think is it just kind of tapping into something with me here but uh, that's good if you've liked it as well then it's uh, I guess we all would so that's that's my recommendation I'd like to say we'd link to it in the show notes but I could say that and then we'll just forget and then it'll make us look really bad so yes. we're not gonna we won't link to it in the show notes but do check out yeah under listen to it yeah just listen to yeah. it and uh, yeah, yeah yeah so uh yeah that's it for my side of things and uh, nice. I think no other major news to report so um yeah, so the the whole purpose of this episode is to have a discussion on the the multiplayer side, the online multiplayer side of Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare, having covered off quite nicely on the campaign side of things, given our thoughts on that. So, um, it's one of these things that I appreciate that probably uh, for the people who've played it, there'll be a lot that we're about to say that's very obvious and very apparent but there's also a lot of people who on future podcasts might be listening to this episode having never played the online multiplayer and we'd like to know maybe a wee bit about it before they decide whether or not it's for them Uh, so if you don't mind i will just take a few minutes just to run through the absolute basics of what online multiplayer actually is on this game and then we'll kind of try and turn it into discussion as quick as possible so um very basically um if you're familiar with the game itself the and it's true for all of the games really since the, the the campaign very much serves as you could just buy the games for the campaign and that would be it if you wanted but they very much serve as almost a training mission for the the online multiplayer a lot of the the tactics and the elements that you learn in the in the sort of the campaign story you can then translate quite nicely into the online multiplayer so that you uh, you're not coming in completely blind because as we'll get to later on uh, even with that and even with sort of a decent amount of experience it's it's quite uh, you know the kind of the it, it, it's quite a skill jump from from just your sort of the, 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 the campaign we've got some control over the difficulty level to when you come into the online multiplayer arena it can be quite daunting if you were if you just come straight in and play multiplayer having played nothing else with Call of Duty then I think uh, I think it'd be quite a short uh, I think it'd be quite a short play session and probably never one that you come back to so um what is multiplayer? So, very basic Call of Duty. Um, it, the multiplayer it features team-based and solo play multiplayer modes on various maps, all of which are based on locations found in the single-player campaign. Each mode has an objective that requires unique strategies to complete, and a game ends when either a team or player has reached 
a predefined number of points or kills or the allotted time expires, in which case the team or player with the most points wins. That's it in its most basic form. Um, the player's performance in the multiplayer mode is tracked with experience points or what's referred to as XP, which can be earned by killing opposing players, completing challenges, completing objectives, or just by completing a round or match. As the player gains experience, the advanced level, which unlocks new weapons, perks, challenges, and gameplay modes. Um, the highest obtainable level is level 55 that you can get your character to, but uh, you've got the option at that point to enter prestige mode, which uh, resets your level back to one and removes all of your accumulated unlockables. And you can repeat that process up to 10 times and you basically get a different insignia next to your name each time. So that one is purely for the kudos. And I guess it also gives you the opportunity to start from scratch again, because as you go through the game, you will improve. And a lot of the things that you'll unlock actually benefit your play and make it a little bit easier so uh, it's quite interesting if you did get to that point to basically reset and see where you stand when you start when you strip it back to its most basic and kind of lose a lot of these uh, these aids um where you stand so um it's not something i've ever done i don't think uh i think even on the original play uh, i think i maybe did the first prestige but i mean there'll be play people who you know within the first week or two of the game being released have <laughs> managed to go through all 10 tiers um that's just how some people play it um most importantly the multiplayer includes a class system which has five preset classes which each have a default weapon loadout and default perks assigned to them so the five default classes are Assault, Spec Ops, Heavy Gunner, Demolition, and Sniper Class. Um, only three of these are available to a first-time player, so the Demolition and Sniper loadouts are unlocked as you gain more experience online and move up through the ranks. But uh, crucially, and this is kind of really the crux of the multiplayer and what opens it up, is the uh, Create a Class mode. So that's unlocked when the user gains enough experience points to become a Lance Corporal, which is level four within the game. That's usually after a few hours of online play. So I think the idea being that rather than overwhelming you, giving you the choice of all the different weapons, all different loadouts, all different perks straight off the bat, um, the idea is that you have these sort of three uh, preset classes so that you kind of concentrate more in getting into the game and just finding out what it's all about and then as you get a little bit more experience when you get to level four which as i say is normally sort of after a few hours of play and um, it then opens up the choice to start uh, to start customizing your character and that's i think i'm right in saying that i think this is the game that defined almost the the custom classes in terms of yeah. online multiplayer um you know there was obviously the option to pick up different weapons or to pick up different items within a game but not to choose yeah. them before you actually went into and obviously what you choose and how you set your character up has uh, you know a real material impact on 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 how you how you play the game um yeah so once you get this creator class mode that allows you to select your main weapon sidearm and a special grenade type and then as i mentioned earlier you can also select up to three perks from three different tiers and that customizes your character even further. So these would be including things like uh, extra ammunition, increased bullet damage, or uh, a great one that's uh, that's uh, 
I think saved uh, saved James and I's uh, Jim and I's faces a few times uh, dropping a live grenade when the player is killed. So it's uh, yeah. that's the uh, I, 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 that's a crucial one that one to get. Um, so with regards to sort of experimentation is encouraged, uh, and I, I would say it's actually almost compulsory in order to find yeah. a combination that suits your individual playstyle as you uh, as you go through it. But you know you won't uh, you won't really know until you try. Um, the game itself take, say, takes place on one of 20 maps. It's either 20 or 21. I had a look on my uh, my version. I counted 20, but online it said 21, so I'm not too sure. Um, all of these are modified versions of locations within the that you'll find within the main campaign. Uh, but various adaptations have been made to these maps to allow for a, basically a fairer experience. So that uh, the idea being that uh, that you've know, done a lot of play testing on these maps to try to make them as as fair as possible and to uh, cut down on numerous exploits, I guess, kind of the most common of which uh, a word that I guess is now very familiar within gaming, but probably kind of a lot of it was kind of formed around this time um, where they talk about camping, um, as we know very well to our detriment even to this day. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I assume, but obviously I, I appreciate that you guys are happy enough with what that means, but um, yeah, really it is, you tend to find that it's, uh, you know, a higher level tactic where people who know these maps inside out will know either an exploit or a particular spot or vantage point that they can place themselves that really gives them a distinct advantage over all the other players um and they will basically just hide out there and just keep picking people off um as you either approach them or are just even what's more like the case completely unaware of the fact that they're even there um it can be massively frustrating to play against and kind of as a consequence it's it still happens a lot but it's kind of discouraged a little bit because obviously the idea being that if everybody did that it wouldn't make much for a game if everybody just ran off and find a hiding spot then clearly uh clearly there's not really going to be any uh, any contact so um we'll get onto that later on but uh within this sort of the multiplayer itself you've got various uh, various game modes that you can play and each of these have a, a kind of a material effect on on how you play it uh, the first so i guess the most common one is uh, is team deathmatch so that'll just split you um a minimum of think of uh, six people uh, if you're on a private server but usually if you're playing online it'll be either five or six aside and it's just basically uh on the standard settings, a 10-minute time limit or first to 75, highest score wins. And that's the most common ones. But you've got all sorts of other ones you can play, uh, some of which we some of which we tried out. So um, you know, that is kind of that that is in a as quickly as I can summarize it as possible, that is what yeah. online multiplayer is on Call of Duty. Uh, so yeah. at this point, I'll bring you guys in what is or what was your experience of online multiplayer is it something that you were familiar with and had played to any sort of great extent before we played it for the podcast on this game specifically or in general i'll go i'll jump in uh yeah i i really so well my online multiplayer in terms of first person shooters goes way back I'm just trying to think. I remember playing a first-person... It wasn't really a shooter. It was kind of a magic up. A Wheel of Time. A Wheel of Time video game adaptation. And that must have been around 98. On dial-up and getting a game of... Getting a game of that going. Yep. Didn't ever play any of... I think Quake was online, wasn't it? The original Quake. 
and I did never get a game of of that. But really, where I when I very first got into it was on the PS2. So I was I I applied to test the network adapter for the PS2. Oh yeah, and was and was successful. Oh, so I was sent these this prototype network adapter for the PS2 and a copy of Socom yeah, with yeah. the with with the with the headset, which was very cool. And that was did we have broadband? We it was on that. that. It was on the cusp of broadband, I think, wasn't it? Because they I they brought we... out a modem and then they brought out a they brought out a, a broadband one as well. So we did. We did have broadband. It was. I, w- I was in uni, and there was a, the, the four of us, four four mates, and we clubbed together for broadband. So we did have broadband. But yeah, that. So that was my first experience of online multiplayer. First proper experience, and we used to take turns. You know, it was. I, I don't think there was modes. You know, it was only one mode. It was a free for all, and you yep. go in. And there was four or five maps, and I don't even think there was anything like capture the flag. I mean, it was just a. A map, and you'd just go and maybe there was a team death match as well, actually. And we'd just pass the controller, you know, we'd have a go. Someone would get very, very frustrated, and then they'd pass <laughs> on the controller to, to somebody else. Yeah. And then fast forward a few years, actually, when I, as I said, when we, when we, um, right at the start of Modern Warfare, it was Modern Warfare, really, Modern Warfare 2 to be precise, which actually kind of really brought me back to gaming. It was the game I had with bought with the xbox 360 as well as fifa 10 and it was that really that was what brought me back in and i did play a reasonable amount of the multiplayer to the point where i could you know i was getting 15 16 kills in a round yeah, yeah. which i know having seen me play over the last couple of weeks you probably think really but i did i got pretty proficient at it and i, I did enjoy it did yeah. enjoy it playing it back in the day but but was never something it was never going to hold me for very long I don't think yeah and uh, yeah but I did I did enjoy it yeah 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 and Jim similar for you or what was your experience with it yeah so I never had a PC that was sort of online capable back in the day Um, and I like I said before really most of my gaming was has been console based over the years my first sort of sort of steps into online multiplayer would have probably been on the original Xbox for something like, uh, you know, the Star Wars Battlefront games? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it, it would have been Halo 2. I don't think I got yeah. involved with the online multiplayer. So, yeah, it would have been, I think it would have been Star Wars Battlefront um, that I got involved in. Um, then Halo 3, I played an absolute ton of that online. Um, and... Yeah, more so. I went really into it with the with the three sixty. Yeah, it, that that's where it sort of sort of, yeah became more um, more of a thing for me. So yeah, with the Gears games and uh, yeah the Halo series. Yeah, there's Rainbow Six. So, yeah, there's just loads. Those were they everything just seems to have that online multiplayer. Yeah, um, and then up to well with the with the with the Destiny games. So yeah, I spent a lot of time playing the Destiny games, more the PVE rather than the PvP stuff. Okay. Um, but I did play a little bit of the PvP as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
like similar for me in that I really kind of didn't really play anything at home, didn't have a, anything by way of a gaming PC. Um, one thing I did do, which is actually not something I don't think you know about me, is that uh, so I did do, it was his, it's inaugural year, I did a, a year of computer games technology at uh, Abertay University, which is uh, ah. sort of the local, uh, or what was a polytechnic, but now I think is actually kind of, I think it's actually quite a world-renowned course now because they had a tie-in with what was, uh, what would it be like DMA design at the time, I think. There was, oh, wow, uh, was yeah. Dave Jones thing. There was a lot of kind of, obviously, Dundee at that point, particularly. This mm. was, Abertay is in Dundee. This was quite a, uh, sort of quite a prestigious course. Um, I think because I was fairly local, I, I somehow managed, I think there were, there's obviously a certain number of local people they have to accept as well as people from uh, from around and about. So uh, I went on to this course and failed it spectacularly. There was... Um, <laughs> There was some, I think because it was the first year that they'd run the course, they had no idea at what level to pitch it. And so there was some aspects of it that I think were taught very well. And I actually really enjoyed. So kind of like a bit of 3D modeling using stuff like Rhino 3D and things like that. Um, But then there was other stuff that, so kind of more the arty stuff I was better at and actually quite enjoyed. But there was a lot of stuff in it like uh, C++ programming and various uh, sort of, uh, sort of, other sort of mathematical modeling etc that i was just straight over the top of my head (laughs) so it was uh it was a short-lived experience on that course for me but one of the plus sides of it was was because this was the first year the course had run and i think it got a lot of funding uh we had this lab to ourselves that was just full of what would have been at the time the highest spec pcs you could get and what would um this is showing my ignorance but would it be is it a t what was it a t1 connection what was the sort of the you know what was the sort of the sort of the very high speed internet you would have had around about that time this was in the year 2000 Um, it rings a bell that t1 connection i can't i can't quite remember but it definitely does ring a bell so basically we had each of these pcs we had a effectively our own pc you had a a huge amount of storage for as much as you wanted. We all had our Napster accounts that would have had God knows how many thousands of songs in them. But um, it meant that basically, like whatever you wanted to download or play or stream, you could just do it instantly. This uh, the I don't think I, even to this day I've never had a better internet connection than what we had there. But uh, partly one of the reasons why I failed the course was because we started playing Counter Strike within the lab, and there was must have been about twenty twenty odd of us that were in the that were in the class, and you would literally just we were completely unsupervised in this lab there was uh we didn't have lectures in it that was just meant to be where we kind of went and did all our kind of coursework so uh you could literally just go in and from the moment i arrived in class till the minute i was like was effectively home time we'd all just sit and play counter-strike all day long so oh wow it was it was so much fun but um that was kind of my only real um kind of experience other than kind of like the you know the console-based couch co-op multiplayer type stuff and yeah. so i think it's why i've got such a soft spot for this game was because the 360 was the one both with the console itself and then with this game particularly that was what kind of got me back into online multiplayer and it was quite a short-lived window in my life of online multiplayer um, i played a lot of it on the 360 like you were saying um with this game I played Gears I went through the whole Gears series with my brother and stuff like that really kind of like really happy gaming memories but then I don't know it just kind of soured a little bit after that and I kind of just never really got back into or didn't really keep the online aspect yeah. going so it's been really interesting coming back to it here um, yeah but yeah it sounds like I think we kind of had fairly sort of similar experiences in that regard so um, yeah interesting to hear yeah um, 
the we'd we'd mentioned there about um to kind of go back to when we were discussing the actual kind of the 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 overall sort of um uh, how the game is played if you like um we were talking there about uh how your your, your weapon is such a defining characteristic of the or the ability to to sort of create your mm. class and choose your weapon choose your perks um is one of the sort of the key parts of the game really is finding a, a kind of a, a combination of these that work for you um and one that you can improve with uh so you can at any point you can choose a loadout that'll give you um a primary weapon which can be an assault rifle, a submachine gun, a light machine gun, shotguns or sniper rifles. Uh, you've got anywhere between two and seven choices for each weapon type. And then after you've picked a weapon, you can add different attachments, maybe like a scope or a silencer. Um, you can carry a secondary weapon, which is usually um uh, would usually be something like a, a, a pistol. Most, most well, if you could you can use a perk that allow you to carry two main weapons, but usually your second weapon will just be a sidearm, like a pistol. And then you've got your special grenades. So you've got flash, stun, and uh, smoke grenades, which are all equally infuriating. Whichever one you end up being, um, whichever one you end up being zapped by. Um, but did sort of in the course of your experience with the online multiplayer. Is there a particular kind of combination, or was there a weapon that you started with that you initially thought was you, and then you ended up, you know, moving to something different, or was it the case that you found one that you liked and stuck with it? How did that side work for you? For me, um, it was initially quite frustrating that everyone else who's been obviously playing seems to have those those better weapons, um, where you're sort of struggling to to find your way with. With so-called like lesser weapons, you haven't got the you haven't got the sights. But in it, when you do sort of push through that, um, I'd sort of settled on uh, the A4 uh, the M4 carbine uh, with uh, with the ACOG scope, which was again I think it was like a hundred and something kills bef- with that weapon before you get to the ACOG scope. Um, yes. So that was one thing I th- that. Your, to unlock the scopes you have to get kills with that particular rifle yes. Your, they don't unlock scopes for, for every single weapon type um, yep. which was a bit, bit, bit annoying uh, but yeah so I settled on the M4 carbine with the ACOG scope uh, Claymores Yes, um, I <laughs> the master enjoyed, of claymores. <laughs> I enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed. Every time you came into a room, you would you would, you would, you would know if Jim was in that room because it would just be <laughs> an array of claymores covering every every entrance and exit to that exactly, room. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed sort of holding myself in and camping, I suppose, if if you like, a little bit um, more down to my my lack of skill <laughs> than anything else. I think, but yeah, um, the claymores and then yeah, with perks, it was the martyrdom. Perk where you, let's say we drop the like the grenade after you die, um, and then I used stopping power, which gave you yeah. the increased bullet damage. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good point that I didn't mention is that, and I guess it's something that is, is a potential source of frustration of the whole series in general is that you are you're basically rewarded for continued play in the sense that as you, even if you could be even if you're the worst person in the world, you will probably as time goes by, you will start to accumulate some kills. And in doing so, as you say, you'll move through this progression tree of weapons themselves. So within each weapon class, you'll start to unlock what are 
similar but just slightly improved versions of each of those weapons but then crucially you'll start to unlock some attachments for them that can make quite a significant difference to your your kind of your success within the round so what you tend to find is that you've kind of got this exponential curve of um of of, of your sort of your ability within the game because as you get better even if it was just even if you're all just playing with standard equipment the more you play obviously the better you're going to get compared to somebody who's sort of you know earlier on experience wise in the game but then kind of your your advantage are compounded by the fact that you will probably have some better perks you'll have maybe a better scope on your weapon all of these things that mean that you actually kind of uh it's not an unfair advantage i don't think but it just means that your performance will be even better as a consequence and it's i guess it encourages you it kind of it's that hook that will keep you coming back because you think, oh, I'm only now, I'm just 20 kills away from getting that scope or getting that, you know, yeah, whatever it yeah, is. Exactly, and yeah. with each of these things that you do get, you actually find that then once you've got one of these attachments or one of these weapons, you go back into the next round and you probably find that you'll have an even better round as a consequence. And you then sort of, you, your, your kind of your base performance moves up another notch and then it'll yeah, keep, definitely. it'll, it'll keep doing that as you, as you move up through them. Uh, Chris, is there a kind of a particular weapon or play style that, that appealed to you or <laughs> did you try various things or was there anything that you did or didn't like on that side? Yeah. So I think, I think the problem I have with it is that I didn't, I and this is a personal thing for me, is I didn't engage with the multiplayer generally enough to really get into the whole customization thing because it didn't have anything open to me. Right. I, I think I, I I only ended up, uh, I didn't play nearly as much as you guys, I ended up about level 12, I think. But I think what Jim said there is spot on about this, this game actively almost pushes away people who want to engage in the multiplayer in a casual way because your initial reaction is for people like us, you know, who've got families and, and not not just that, not not just families and, and, and other things going on, but who like to play other games. You know, for, to my mind, games like Call of Duty have always demanded a lot of investment of time in terms of you know, getting good. So to get to get good at it, it takes a lot of practice, and then to start unlocking some to start unlocking some of those things which put you on a level with others playing it who've played maybe sixty, eighty, one hundred and sixty, hundred and eighty hours on it, and the rest, yeah, yeah, you 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 can't compete with them. So you start for someone like me who spends an hour a day playing a playing a game before you know before bed. That that is generally how I play. Other than maybe one or two days a week when I might spend a whole evening, I generally spend an hour a day playing games. I I can't compete with those, the vast majority of people who are really into the multiplayer on culture. How couldn't compete with you guys? But well, I can I can't compete with in, in the PvP realm at all. It it feels like the game is repelling me because I'm saying I'd like quite like to get into this. I quite like to have have some fun here. But the game's saying, no, you can't do that because you're just going to get absolutely mullered straight away because you don't have the strong guns. And these guys who have been playing have got all the scopes and all the perks and everything else, and they're just going to kill you. So it's like, unless you're going to really come to us and, and spend 100 hours, you're not really going to be given a platform to have fun. Now, that's counterbalanced by the, the way we played it with a yeah. group of six or seven mates getting together with a few beers 
and just having a laugh. That that is that's the way we play it. But I know there are people like Patrick from the Retrospectives podcast, who's been in our who's in our Discord. You know, he was trying to help us by showing us maps of of you know annotated plans of the map, showing like where the safe zones are. I mean, man. You know, he'd be horrified if he'd seen us play. I think, yeah, that's that's another level, isn't it, to where to where we were. Yeah, I yeah, say so, I say we, I, I, you know, myself, all of us, of definitely. I, I see one round when you got at least seven kills, Jim. So you know, <laughs> it's going to be very small. <laughs> you were very sweaty, so I think I, I think that, that I think I feel discouraged to be honest, having played. Probably not enough of the multiplayer because whenever I kind of sit down and put a controller in my hand, it's like, okay, do do I want to go and play the multiplayer? Yeah, that sounds a good laugh catching up with Andy and Jim, but I've only got an hour in my day and I've got to play Wing Commander or I finish Wing Commander, I really want to have a game of Assassin's Creed. And it's like the game saying, don't play me, Chris, because you're not invested enough. Yeah. No, I totally get it. I totally, totally get that. Uh, exactly, a little bit like that. There is a pretentiousness to it. There's a level of pretentiousness that comes with you. We will only give these really cool things to the people, the special people, uh, and that's a shame. I think. Yeah, I think. In a slight counter to that, what I would say is that. You need to be. It requires definitely a certain degree of persistence. There's no two ways about that, and it does require a certain investment of time. But I, I think the problem is that it comes back to what I was saying there about this. You, you, and I'm adamant that it will happen for everybody. Is that you get this almost exponential increase in your performance, yeah. and it's whether or not the game. And the game does a very. It's not whether or not it does do a very poor job of maybe keeping you giving you enough of an incentive to keep playing it until you get to that point because I was exact same I, I find sort of in the initial days that I, I was just absolutely hopeless and um, I was just kind of uh, you know it would be the point where you'd be looking at you know rounds of two kills three kills three kills that sort of, that was sort of my, my level of performance and then you would find that you know it might have been through either experimenting with a different weapon or just a different play style or just as I say through a little bit of through through not even a little bit through a reasonable amount of practice probably about once you start getting into maybe double figures of hours you know once you're sort of about the nine ten hour mark of time that you'd spent online that you kind yeah. of you almost felt that you sort of like I say you 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 made this jump to the next level and you were suddenly mm. you weren't sitting in the bottom one or two of the table you were maybe sitting in the bottom third of the table um or so you know the bottom half of the table and it would stay like that for another 10 hours and then you'd make the jump up and then you would then be sitting around the middle of the table and it just seemed to be the case that uh, you know and this wasn't through by any means of trying to make any concerted effort to 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 improve my performance it was just going online and playing you know largely through our through our group i don't think i played yeah. any games by myself i think it was always just with somebody from the podcast who wanted to play um yeah but it's it's funny it's one of these ones it's almost like it's almost like fitness where it's one of these things that it kind of it takes a reasonable length of time to achieve you have to it condition yourself yeah but once you've got mm. it you, you as long as you keep playing 
fairly regularly, you keep it. But as soon as you stop, then yeah. it just well and truly abandons you. Because I noticed that if I was to watch myself play it now compared to when I started, is it? it's a combination of you get to know the maps and you get to know people's tactics yeah. and you kind of get a bit more about what to expect and anticipation. But it's also that just when the opportunity came to get a kill, you were able to react to it and you were able to more often than not you could or as often as not you could beat that other person to the punch which initially yeah. is that's one of the frustrations of it is that every time you by the time you see somebody if you've even seen them that is you're dead and it's just so that's what was happening to me and there's no enjoyment to that whatsoever and that's the problem that's where the game can get very very frustrating i think and that's where as you see i completely accept the uh, the uh, it's not even an argument it's a fact that the game doesn't really sort of incentivize you to sort of to keep other than just out of sheer doggedness where you think right if i even if i'm only getting one or two kills you know it will get me to the point where i unlock that weapon yeah. or that perk at which point yeah. that then you know might might that, that 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 will enhance my performance but um yeah. jim you'd always sort think- of yeah, so on you go. So I was going to say, I think the other thing I struggle with as well is because because game playing time is limited. I want to feel something t- at the end of a play session. I want to feel something tangible. I think that's what I'm really enjoying about Assassin's Creed. You can play it for half an hour, and you can collect fifteen treasure chests, or you can knock out the missions take about fifteen minutes each. So you can play it for half an hour. You can do a couple of story missions, or you can do a couple of you can go and you can go and run a tomb. Or you know, and it's constantly keeping your counters going. So you get that rush of endorphins. You know, in a half an hour session, you might get twenty five little objectives cleared. Whereas I think the problem with any online multiplayer game, and this is where I've always struggled with the likes of Fortnite and even Destiny to some extent as well, or maybe that's slightly different, is it's like when I go to bed at night, haven't played for an hour. What if I had? I sound stupid playing a video game. Playing a video game for God's sake, you know. Of course, I haven't achieved anything. No, in, no, I get you. I get. No, you. but in my little world, what have I? What have I achieved? Other than a hell of a lot of frustration, and and I'm probably just looking at it the wrong way. But this is what stops me from. It's what stopped me from joining in a little bit more. Yeah. No, I I completely get that, and uh, you know we've we've had this discussion. It's the whole point of this podcast is that time is so precious that, uh, and I was saying this to you in our Slack chat is that you you need to feel and you need to know that you're getting as much bang for a buck as you're as possible with your time at any given point, especially in the evenings where the time is so precious. And there's nothing yeah. worse than sitting somewhere, sitting playing something where you think I you know I, I I should be doing that instead. I I, I hate the feeling of a wasted evening, um, particularly yeah. when it's with if it's in relation to a game which is something that we enjoy so much you know we we, we should be so it's uh, you know there's there's just a good chance that they you know that there is absolutely nothing wrong with the fact that if if the online multiplayer isn't for somebody then it's not for them it's as simple as that and you know there's kind of there's probably even i guess if you you know no matter how if it was a if it was a matter of it being you know, I, if it was just down to skill and performance, where you know you could dedicate the rest of your life to becoming this incredible player, would you get any? Would you would would you be getting any satisfaction from it at that point? Probably not, yeah, because it sounds as though it's not. Um, I, I think for me, where what I enjoyed so much about it, particularly at the moment, and it probably shows maybe in some respects at different stages we're at, is as you know that I've got the two young kids, so uh, I I love this ten minute 
loop that you're in mm-hmm. where you're only ever 10 minutes away from of course if, if I was needed out with that then I will just jump out of a game but what I mean is the point of view that uh, I can look at it and I think right I've got I've got time for one more game definitely yeah, just one more match yeah. yeah or if I need to it's it, it's very sort of it's easy it's very sort of predictable and it's got yeah. you know, a little self-contained it's, it's 10 minutes of excitement and then you know the fact that we'd end up playing it for three hours in a row is by the by <laughs> but it's a, it's a fact that you know it, it, it was it, it was made up of lots of little 10 minute experiences yeah. No, each of which did actually sort of vary quite sometimes quite dramatically from 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 one game to the next, depending on mm. how well you were doing, how well other people were doing. But um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, I, and I think it probably leads us quite nicely into what I think kept this game going for me uh, was the fact that we were playing it as part of this podcast and that we built up this little. Um, social group through initially through well primarily almost entirely through through our discord group we had a dedicated little uh, channel within that and i'd said i think back at the start when we'd first talked about this game and announced it i'd said i think that my target if i had one was to ideally try and get a game that was composed entirely of of listeners uh, i thought at that point that we needed eight for that i thought a 4v4 was the minimum um now i appreciate there'll be people listening to this who think christ can i not even get eight people together but that is not how i view this at all and it, mm. the fact is so in the end we ended up getting an evening the best we got we got one night with six one night with seven yeah the fact is i look at it from the point of view that we had six or seven people that were willing to give up their evenings and come and, and chose to come and spend time with us and to play this game with us and yeah. for me that means more than anything else in terms of you know if we'd had six or seven thousand people that were that were listening and wanted to play fantastic but the fact is we the people who we did play with it was fun not just that but i think because the number was smaller uh we were actually able to kind of really interact and kind of get to know one another yeah, for sure. so uh it kind of you know the the when when you think that when we started this game particularly online stuff that would be only what six weeks ago five six weeks yeah. ago that we actually sort of started yeah, to kind of yeah. to push that side of things so all of these guys that that we've been playing with uh, we didn't really know you know each other from anybody yeah. else at that point but now we kind of the, the nicest point was just kind of somebody would send a message saying oh i'm going to hop on tonight about nine ish half nine yeah. or whatever and then very quickly two three four others would say yeah i'll, I'll be, be on as well yeah yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah, you, yeah. You, you do it quite often you there'll be sometimes you'd suggest it yourself and then offer you'd wait until you see somebody else and i thought oh great yeah. they want to play as well right we'll go and do it but i don't think there was any nights where somebody said does anybody fancy a game and they and weren't nobody able to responded. join in yeah. um so you know, the, I, I think that for me was as much the appeal as anything else. Was the gameplay was very much secondary. It was just a case that you know we'd go on and yeah. shoot the breeze, and uh, you know, w- with some of the conversation, we would just we would discuss anything and everything really, whatever yeah. was topical, whatever was happening in each other's lives at that point. Whilst at the same yeah. time, you know, you might be halfway through talking about. Well, I think kind of at that point we were talking about the uh, the Meghan Markle interview. So you <laughs> yeah. know, you'd be yeah. you'd, you'd, you'd be halfway through sort of discussing that, and then all of a sudden you would just hear some expletive from somebody <laughs> they would pause the conversation and they would start telling you what had just happened to them and you know and then 30 seconds later the normal conversation would resume again and that was kind of the the, the loop that it went through but um for me i think it was just uh that was what kept me coming back more than anything to do with the than to do with the gameplay but i appreciate that in order to do that 
that did require at least some commitment in terms of like the the time spent in the evenings because I wasn't playing yeah. anything else. This was literally all I was playing. So uh, I completely appreciate that if you're trying to play something else alongside it or even just do other things alongside it, um, you know, you would be. I, I don't think you kind of you you, pro, you 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 wouldn't have the time necessary to kind of enjoy it maybe on the level that that Jim and I did. But um, I mean, because you know, for, 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 from your side of things, Jim, obviously you were you and I were kind of on it together most nights really and I think there was a few yeah. nights where you were on where I wasn't um you know what 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 was your kind of your your take on that side of it really rather right uh, well yeah both the gameplay but then also sort of more the this little community that we had alongside it yeah I think like you say that the community made it really didn't it um the those those private matches that we had were just were fantastic and well they were some <laughs> of the best multiplayer gaming that, that I've had well, it's been one um, of my gaming highlights of, of you know, of, yeah. of, of genuinely of my life in the sense that you were actually able to really appreciate it because it's been something that you've been without for so long. Yeah, I think like you said, yeah, given um, the, the way things are at the moment, you know, with, with you know within the last year and and you know since like Christmas and everything else, just that yeah, that's that socialising and yeah, it's just just what we needed really. It was yeah, it was brilliant. And, yeah. and like going going into the game, I think we we spoke briefly before about some of the people that um, the, the Call of Duty series sort of attracts. Um, yeah, <laughs> shall we say? Um, but I think because we weren't we because we had like our own little our own little parties outside of the game chat, we. We weren't subject to it. We didn't see any. I didn't see not any. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying it yep. doesn't go on. Um, maybe it doesn't. Maybe everyone's really nice to each other on, on there now. I don't, I don't know. But um, but yeah. So it was it, it was nice to not have that side of things sort of spoil it as well. Yeah, and I think that's a very good point. Is that you know I think that is you know focusing on the, the sort of the social aspect. What we're talking about it is that. You know, I think at our stage of life, and you know, especially given the current circumstances, it's it's really tricky to uh, to to either well, first of all, it's just to to meet new people full stop, but then also kind of people that are then into games at the same time. Um, we've had this discussion in the past, but you know, yeah. I can't think of a conversation I've had with if I'm meeting somebody like in the very early sort of the very early moments of the conversation where you say, oh, and by the way, I, you know, I'm really into video games. Do you play it? You know, yeah, what, are yeah. you into video games? What do you like to play? It's for whatever reason, yeah, it's yeah, just kind of, you know, yeah. that that's something that kind of, it, it's sometimes somebody just gives you a little insight into that side of them in a conversation. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm in here. Great. And then kind of, yeah. you'll pick up that part <laughs> and you think, I've just wasted an hour talking about, you know, current affairs and all the other drab that we sort of, yeah. that you sort of just politely discuss with people when I could have been talking about games with them this whole yeah, time. Exactly. But, yeah. Um, you know, by, by, by virtue of the fact that, uh, you know, that, you know, that we've got this, that this discord server and that people are playing this game. Well, right away, you've kind of, you know, you, you, you've kind of removed two of the biggest barriers that there is in yeah. the sense that people are in that discord because they want to, the, the, the ideally we'd like to meet a few other people and they want to socialize yeah. and by virtue of the, the fact that they're in the discord it's because they like games as well so yeah you know there, there's none of that sort of initial awkwardness or sort of no. you know tiptoeing around one another of trying to find out you know do i let them know about this do i not let them know about that they're there yeah. because that that is the reason why they are there that's the reason why i'm there and so you tended to find that you'll maybe unlike if you were to go and take a room of 100 people 
and you worked your way around them all and had the same conversation with each, you know, you might be lucky if you hit it off with five of them. Whereas I think that what what really works, and it's just exactly with Retro Asylum and everything as well, is that you know, we've all got different personalities, we've all got different interests, but we've got this kind of this we've got this one common one that's very important. Uh, and that when you actually um you know it, it's it's the it's the one thing that kind of um that that, that means I guess that you will always you you there's you will always get on with the person and you will always yeah. hit it off with them i think because you've got that common interest that you'll always end up talking about and uh, it's been absolutely fascinating some of the guys that we've been chatting to and just finding out about their lives and sort of you know they've been asking about our lives it's um that sort of things i think has been one of the one of the sort of the or i think that has been definitely the best part to it and um i guess kind of the the downside to that is that uh, you know i kind of mentioned it way back on the first podcast but for me um you know if we're kind of like talking about that as being a, a success i guess where i feel maybe that i would have liked to have done better is that we'd said initially we might try to have some uh, matches on the 360 and the pc as well yeah uh, you know i think kind of it's still very early days for the podcast but you know i think kind of in hindsight that was probably too much of a stretch to try and yeah. run you know effectively three different sessions concurrently in such a short space of time um yeah we were partly hindered by technology that's not to make excuses but we did try on the 360 to run a few games and uh, it's amazing just how much of a difference it makes that sort of uh, that extra generation on the the yeah. servers and the number of people playing it it was yeah. we had i think two busted flushes didn't we of trying to trying to we had we got a false sense of confidence the first night we tried it we managed to get a game and i i was like this is me back in 2007 this is exactly how i remember yeah. it and then every attempt after that uh, just failed miserably and i think from looking at the discord it seemed to be the same for other guys that were trying it yeah, as well yeah. so i think it was that that hour wasn't it on that saturday night me you and mads sort of spent Sat there in the uh, in the lobbies on the Xbox 360, and it's kind of like, yeah, this it's not going to happen. Yeah, no, sadly it didn't. And then I think it, you know, obviously it was the same with the PC. So you know, I I, I appreciate that there was people within the Discord that that was their their only means of playing it. So I apologise if that was you know if, if if you were disappointed as a consequence. In the end, we ended up just having to focus on the PS4 remaster because that was what the majority were playing, and that's one that we could actually get working as well. And as you say, by the time. Uh, especially with having that private chat channel, uh, you had crystal clear audio amongst us all as well. Yeah. So it, it actually worked fantastically well. Um, so easy, isn't it, on the PlayStation? Just so easy yeah. just to get into the game and get the chat going. Yeah, and again, sort of, it was the case, I think, for most of us that, uh, you know, quite often it was, uh, I don't think we ever had a session that ended up being shorter than what we uh, than what we said we would play. It was always significantly longer, game. but uh, yeah. it did mean that there was there was minimal time wasted in getting into the evening. It was, uh, you know, you just sort of, you would, we'd literally log in, we'd be in the lobby for five minutes and it would be off and running and that was it. Um, yeah. But yeah. uh, so you know that 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 side of things to it was 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 all fantastic. Um, the, the, the you know there there were a few downsides to it, which was um, you know a bit of a shame. Um, yeah, well, I don't get what... me wrong. I mean, I, I, you know, I enjoyed the. For, but if you leave aside the game, the the getting together with the group. I mean, should we just should we give them a shout out? The the guys, yeah, the, the regulars. I mean, you know, yeah, the ones yeah. that come to my mind: Strikes Three, Dave. Yep. Smart Aces, James, yep. John V, John uh, Rambo, who's John V, John Rambo, John, <laughs> Rambo John, uh, yep. John Shep, yep. um, 
the three of us. I know. Did, did Kip get involved? Did Kip no, play? sadly not. So I think he only had the 360 Xbox. version or yeah, he was yeah. constrained by time differences, I think. So he yeah. wasn't able to, sadly not. And I think it was the same for not Dark Willie as well. Yeah. And yeah, Dark, Dark Aries. So yeah, well. yeah, but it wasn't yeah. through lack of effort on those guys' parts yeah. either. So, um, and it actually probably leads us quite nicely into it. So um, John Shepard had very kindly sent in a listener submission here, which I guess just kind of summarises very nicely what, uh, what the whole multiplayer experience was about. So we'll pass you over to him now and then we'll catch you on the other side and uh, round up with our conclusion so here's John Shep Hi there folks John Shepard here or on the battlefield I go by the call sign John Shep 100 and I'm here to give you my thoughts on the multiplayer mode of Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare Loyal listeners may remember that I had a few gripes about the campaign mode in my clip for the last episode, and the good news is that the online multiplayer game fixes a lot of them. I started by playing online Team Deathmatch mode, which sees you team up with a random group to fight another bunch of strangers for the most kills. The first positive is that you can finally escape from the constant micromanagement of your every in-game action and are free to play the way you choose with your weapon of choice in hand. Whether you want to charge in with a mini Uzi, skulk around cautiously with an assault rifle, or get your tent out and camp with a sniper rifle, it is all up to you. And that the fact that the map is populated solely with other human players, all playing their own way, just makes the game feel completely alive in a way that is missing from the pre-programmed bots of the campaign mode. Secondly, although you are still effectively facing off against endlessly respawning enemies, at least your kills matter here. Whereas the enemies in the campaigns are simply an obstacle stopping you from reaching your objective, here each kill feels like a small victory, counting towards both your team score and your own personal score. And seeing as how almost everyone else playing online seems to be far better at this game than I am, it really did feel like a victory each time. For me though, this high difficulty did get frustrating very quickly, and is worsened by some unfair game mechanics that reward better players with even more advantages. As players get higher and higher kill streaks, they are able to use radar and call in airstrikes and attack helicopters to tip the balance even further into their favour. If this was the only way I was playing it, I would quickly get very fed up. Thankfully, this is where the playthrough community saved the day. Setting up a group audio chat and playing with friends make this, makes this an absolutely fantastic experience, and I've really enjoyed getting to know you guys over the last few weeks. Losing the battle becomes much easier to take when you are distracted by chat about how everybody's week has been while having a beer. And once there was enough of us involved, we could set up a private match and start playing about with the options to make the game even more enjoyable. There are plenty of different game modes to try, but my two favourites are the gun game and sabotage. The gun game is a battle royale that sees you cycling through the weapons with each kill until you successfully use every weapon in the game. Sabotage, on the other hand, assigns you to two teams trying to take possession of a bomb which you then have to detonate in the other team's base. This leads to some frantic end-to-end play as you desperately try to defuse the bomb and take the fight back to the enemy. These fun game modes coupled with the friendly banter really did remind me of playing Goldeneye with friends back in the day. 
So I want to say a big thank you to Andy, Jim, Chris and Mads for setting this up and to all the guys that have joined in with the multiplayer. It really has been an absolute blast and I'm looking forward to gaming with you all in the future. Bye for now. So that was John Shepard with um, his thoughts on the game and really all I have to say about that is obviously it's been an absolute pleasure having your company John but uh, you know thank you for taking the time to to put in this submission and you know I think it really just really does uh, encapsulate what we're trying to achieve with this podcast so it's it's lovely to hear that uh, that we're, we're going along the right lines with things and the same goes to all the other guys that that, that got involved and you know I think it's far from going to be the last uh, the last online multiplayer game that we we find a way of getting into the podcast um yeah and i think the other thing was as you know as, as he alluded to is you know within our discord group we've had a chat about it and i think that it's, it's actually quite likely that we're going to uh, we're going to keep something either along the way of a, a weekly or a fortnightly uh, uh call of duty night going just yeah. you know as much for the social aspect as anything else uh, probably yeah, like a friday yeah. night we'll all jump on about nine o'clock have a few beers and see yeah. shoot the breeze shoot a few people and uh you know life is uh, life life is that much sweeter afterwards yeah. so i'll always be up for uh, that yeah yeah definitely and uh, and i think you know again i would just you know in conjunction with that what i would say is that, you know it's, this is basically an open invitation i think it's very yeah. likely that we'll keep this game going but uh you know if, if you're listening to this podcast weeks or months or possibly even years time from now and you either want to get back into the multiplayer or you would like to try it for the first time i would like to think our discord group will still be going so just get in touch with us uh, yeah. i i do not need an excuse to come back on and play this game that's for sure <laughs> i i love it and i think it's the same for a lot of the other guys in the group so as i say no matter when you're listening to this if you do want to try the multiplayer get in touch with us and we will be absolutely delighted to come and join you for as many games as you want to um we kind of you know we, we sort of we, we we talked briefly about the um i, I, I guess sort of you know some of the few negatives that we've had within this um there are kind of you know it, it, it's a far from a far from perfect game in some respects and you know has some far from perfect mechanics um one of the things that we kind of uh haven't mentioned yet is because it's not something that i ever actually uh i used a few of the free ones but it's not something that i kind of i got involved in and it's not something that i wanted to get involved in but um i know it's something that uh it was actually you who put me onto this jim but uh we talked about uh the the these cod points these call of duty points and stuff mm. affected these little microtransactions that, that lurk within the game um did you have something that you wanted to say about that yeah just because i think i mentioned it to you the, the free ones that you get these these depot credits so it works yeah. you you get depot credits after a multiplayer round and they i think is it two i think you get a couple of depot credits regardless of how it goes um uh- and you can spend those over in in the barracks or the depot um, in like batches of ten or, or thirty, and they, these will unlock um, like calling cards, his emblems, his operator skins. Uh, I think there's some weapon blueprints, but it's mostly sort of cosmetics. Um, and but then there's these Call of Duty points as well, so you could but that you actually buy. Um, like I say, I didn't buy into them, um, same as you. Um, but I think it's probably one of the 
it, it was weird going back to it because obviously none of this wasn't present in the um, in the first time that Call of Duty Four was released. No, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, it was like when I saw it that I, I, I was thinking I, I don't ever remember that being there the first time around. So no, no. So I think we had map packs uh, yeah. back then, didn't we? Mm, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but yeah you know, these these cod cod points. Just just weird seeing them sort of forced for they felt felt a bit yeah. forced in, into the game. Yeah, no, I, I agree definitely. So I felt like they've been sort of shoehorned in retrospectively on the chance that they might might make a few extra bucks on something that was that never formed part of the original game. There was, uh, you know, there was there was all the, it was it was all about time served, and that was it really. Um, yeah, I didn't even look at them, so you could just completely ignore them. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't even know how to get to them. It's fairly convoluted, yeah. So I think basically when you were sat there in the multiplayer lobby, there was further down, there was the option under like, suppose you had your creative oh, class depot. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, there was depot. Oh, okay. so you went yeah, I never clicked and, on that. Yeah. Um, I actually ended up spending, I thought, they're, I've got them, so I'll spend them. And I actually, I bought, uh, I bought as in like, I used my free ones for uh, for a new reticle that actually made a significant difference to kind of, or, or, or made it? It certainly some difference to uh, to how I was able to use the uh, the ACOG scope. It just seemed to, it just seemed to suit my eye quite well. So maybe so not only have you got against you the kiddies who are going to put in four hundred hours into this, but you've also got the kiddies who are going to put four hundred hours and four hundred pounds into it. Yeah, on yeah, Daddy's credit card that he, that he doesn't know his link. He doesn't know his link to the uh, to the to their online account. So it's, I, I'm uh, being deliberately flippant here. You know, for us, it's not about getting to level ninety nine and prestige rank, whatever. You know, for us, it's. It's it's the reason we start a playthrough, isn't it? You know, it's to create a community of, as you said so perfectly put earlier, Andy. You know, it, it's about getting a group of like-minded people together. You know, it's it's giving people the chance to come and find a community of others who are interested in the same things. You know, yep. and it's amazing. You with 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 John with. John Shep and John V and, and and James and Dave, it's it's like we'd known each other for years. And six really years is. ago, you know, we, I know uh, Jim, you and Dave have had games of Fortnite in the past and Destiny and whatnot, but we didn't really know each other. And then within a couple of hours, you're chatting away like your old mates, and yeah. that's the beauty of of this community. And it's not about the game. We could talk about all the mechanics of Call of Duty, and we already have in the single-player campaign. Yeah. It, it, it's about a group of friends getting together, having a laugh. The game is a bit of a... is, is an excuse, it's just a reason, Just it's just a giggle. You know, yeah. that's, that's when, actually, in the two big sessions I had, that's what I really enjoyed. It was the laugh between the mates. It wasn't necessarily, oh, I've progressed to level 14. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's the hobby, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's the hobby. I mean, you look at um, when we did the the quiz with the retro asylum. Uh, was it like two or three weeks ago? Yeah, it's yeah. yeah it wasn't about winning a quiz or anything like. That. It was just yeah. It was, it's it's the taking part that counts, Jim. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what I tell myself, Chris. That's what I tell myself. Yeah, until you get that helicopter up, and then it's uh, exactly. Then it's then yeah, in your face. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I, I think that's exactly the point. Is that you were saying that it's not about the game, and, and I kind of, and I take that quite literally as well, in the sense that it's it's not about this game specifically, in the sense that you know this wasn't even 
which I dare say there's a case that, you know, if you were to go into Reddit or something, there will probably be, you could very quickly find a post or a forum where somebody mm-hmm. has said something along the lines of, look, I'm a lapsed gamer, you yeah. know, a middle-aged guy, young kids, I'd really like to get online once once a week or whatever and play, I, I play Call of Duty, and you would find some Call of Duty group to fall in with. Yeah. This isn't Call of Duty specific, and I think that's the nicest exactly. thing, is that yeah. we've got this little... Uh, cohort of guys that you know we will hopefully uh, people will drop in and out based on what the game is but hopefully it'll be the case that you know none of us wanted to we're we're not looking to start an esports team or anything anytime soon <laughs> good job. that's probably a good thing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah um, but what it does mean is that we've got these this group of guys that you know yeah. as we go on to different games you know the next time we come to an online multiplayer game hopefully some of them will get involved with that as well and it's you know yeah. you can kind of you can, you can exp- so you you will always maintain that that level of uh, you know, kind of going in with your your eyes open and just yeah. enjoying it and taking it for what it is. You're you're not there to try and get, uh, you know, to try to try and win a game or to yeah. as nice as it would be to do that. You know, if and you know, I, I think that's the other thing as well is that we kind of did talk about it. Is that you know, I, I think amongst all of us, we did see an improvement over the period. Uh, I remember, oh, like yeah. even in the early games, uh, oh, John yeah, V, I think, was getting not frustrated because he's like the most patient man on the planet, and I think he's uh, he's 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 so good with his games in the sense that I think he obviously like he's obviously got quite an analytical mind and is able to sort of you know to 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 work yeah. things out. But um, it was just fascinating seeing somebody come in completely fresh to it. And initially was getting nowhere, but then towards, especially on the final night when we were playing some games, he was, yeah. he was having some really good performances. And so, well, he was beating always, me on every match. He was always, yeah, yeah getting more yeah. kills than me. I, 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 and so you know, you can you, you can see that improvement within people from you know in sort of in, in, in within quite a short space of time. But the, uh, I guess it probably is uh, you know as good a time as any to uh, you know to sort of maybe to mention it. You know, for you know for you, Chris. Do you have any particularly strong standout memories that you'll take away with you from this uh, from this multiplayer experience that we've had? Knife in strikes three in the back repeatedly. <laughs> last Saturday was uh, last Friday was was great fun, and yeah. uh, hearing his kind of gritted teeth saying, "Oh, you got me again!" Yeah, <laughs> that's was, fine. It sounds. I don't mind. It's okay. <laughs> was great. And just and just some of the you know the good thing about the online multiplayer is just some really funny things just happen, and it's just emergent stuff, isn't it? You know, it's not scripted. You you can kind of make your own fun. I think the funniest thing was I think we were playing one of the bomb missions where you had to go and defuse the bomb, and yep. we all just absolutely legged it to the same point and got completely mowed down <laughs> when we were playing against the AI. Yeah, you know, and it, it's the emergent stuff, you know, and then we just fell about laughing because we'd all just kind of we made exactly the same mistake. So, yeah, it, it was it was just good fun, you know. We spend so much, you're pretty much always smart. You're smiling or laughing the whole time, even when, like me, I'm rubbish at it. You know, I'm getting c- killed repeatedly most of the time by Jim, and <laughs> <laughs> but you can't help but smile because it's fun. It's funny. It is yeah. just fun. And the yep. mo, I think on Friday I was just starting to get a little bit frustrated, and that was when I was like, you know what, that that's probably enough. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That that's a, that really is, enjoy- that's a point. That's a point it. to quit as well. Definitely, that's yeah. you should know these things should never be forced. And, so it's and I tell you, give, give me a PVE game in in that group. 
you know, if we if we formed a strike team in if that's what the fire team, whatever they're called in Destiny, yeah, you yeah. know, having the time to put into it is another thing. But you know, if we played that for the podcast and therefore, you know, it was a podcast game and we were putting the time into it, I think that'd be great. I think we'd have a really good laugh. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. Yeah, I think without a doubt. Yeah. Um Jim, highlights, lowlights, what was kind of the best and worst of it for you? Yeah, I think some of those those uh, those chaos, just absolute chaos on the on the shipment. That was yeah. always that was always a highlight. Um, yeah, just the, the laughs when we was playing the um, uh, the private the private player uh, modes. Um, yeah. I think probably my favourite one was um, was the guns. Yeah, gun yeah, game. That was my favourite gun game. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, brilliant. Just yeah, just laughing all the way through. Um, so yeah, funny. trying to take someone out with a pistol and they're, they're coming at you, yeah, with a <laughs> singing, dancing, you know, automatic rifle, and yeah, brilliant, really good. Um, yeah. Like you say, the skill gap frust- frustrates, but then that's that's multiplayer gaming for you, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and especially yeah. you know with a with an older multiplayer game like this. Yeah. Um, but I think, like I say, if you if you do come out of if you if you go at it on your own, I think you're gonna you're going to find a very frustrating um, experience at the start. Once you start to unlock some of the weapons and the perks and you get your head around them, it, it does get better. But it definitely, definitely shines best when you've got a group of people um, and, and you're playing those those private matches where you can't always get, even on the PS4, you know, you can't even, you can't get always get a, a game outside of a uh, team deathmatch. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it's absolutely true. I, I've been playing, um, you know, mentioned it in previous podcasts. I've been playing a little bit of the, not even a little bit. I actually got quite into the online multiplayer on uh, Black Ops Cold War, and I've just been. I don't have anybody else to play that with at the moment, so I have just been playing that as an individual on team deathmatch. Yeah. And uh, it, it's funny. It's funny the difference in approach that you take and how quickly you start to care about your performance within the round mm. and how you find yourself even when you're trying not to you suddenly realize that you're sat there quite tense and you're really focusing mm. on what you're doing and there's been a few points where i've thought ah oh, this is kind of it's enjoyable and i kind of enjoy the kind of the, the progression and kind of making my way through you know on the this sort of the seasons that that game has it's got a hundred different tiers that you get different mm. unlocks as you make your way through so probably every night or two you're getting something new anyway but that i i think probably having played this multiplayer it kind of it was it was a good reality check um as to what online multiplayer actually should be and i i just think that some games yeah they're, 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 there's an element that you can enjoy about them playing it solo but it I, I think particularly for our generation if you hadn't known differently maybe you wouldn't care but this for me and we've talked about this before this is as close as i've ever got into playing four-player couch co-op on GoldenEye or mm. uh, I, the other one that I played a lot of on uh, the PS2 was Time Splitters and Time Splitters yeah. 2. Mm. These experiences are kind of... I, I thought they were lost, to be honest, because I just don't have people to play online with a group in the way that we have done. So it's been absolutely brilliant to know that it's not... Uh, you know, the, it is still possible to have these experiences. You just need to yeah, kind of... Yeah, you just need to find the right... You just need to find the right people for it. Um, yeah. And we certainly have, yeah. you know, there's been been no two ways about that. Um, 
I don't really sort of have too much. I don't want to draw this one out because I don't think there's kind of, you know, there's not, uh, it's one of these ones that really kind of needs to be probably played to be experienced. There's not a huge amount else I that I have to, to say about this. You know, I think kind of in the same way as it was for you, some of the, you know, definitely some of the highlights were uh, probably when we were playing the almost sort of, you know, the strictly private matches because you know, it was all. I, I think this the, the skill gap was, or or the skill range was was that bit narrower. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. But also, yeah. but also because it, there was something about the just sort of objected less to being killed by somebody that you were actually yeah. talking to on the headset because you could, you could even if it meant kind of <laughs> shouting out a few words that that that, that we won't <laughs> repeat. You could you, you you actually knew that they could hear it rather than just <laughs> shouting, exactly. rather than just shouting at the screen instead. So yeah, it's. Yeah. Um, I think there was. There was, was one, um, there was there was one episode uh, we was playing one mission and I, I obviously we're all in the same party chat but we're split into two teams yes and I was trying to give instructions to my team but then the penny <laughs> dropped that I was also telling the other team exactly where yeah. we were yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah I think uh, I think it was actually one of his first games with us it was uh, James Smart Aces did something very similar as well it was on yeah. Oh, I forget the name of the level, but it was the one where we were all standing outside hiding by the shipping containers and uh, we were all grouped up there and he thought he was on the uh, he thought he was on the other team and he was he, he was shouting that they're they're all by the shipping containers they're all by the shipping containers and like uh james you're actually on the other side and uh, he's like oh wait one second so it's it there was you know kind of new but I, I think it actually kind of I think that actually maybe improved things a little bit because it it it, it meant that you didn't have this. There wasn't the, the there wasn't, wasn't the like, was, um, wasn't wasn't them. It was for them. Like it, yeah, it didn't, I, I, it didn't I, get I, taken I, seriously at all. Did no, it? I, I, and there wasn't the um, the kind of the. The, 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 it didn't really lend itself to sort of tactical chat you know there wasn't it wasn't the case that there, there, there wasn't this sort of incentive to, to to sort of get really techy and geeky and start to sort of break things down or whatever because you knew that the other team could hear exactly what you were saying anyway so it was more just yeah. a case that kind of you know it was just sort of a, a bit of general chat as to where people were but the very large majority of the time it was just uh, you know we were just running around like headless chickens taking shots at each other and I think the uh, the game played better as a consequence for that um, good fun yeah, it certainly was. So, um, any sort of final thoughts, or you know, what what is your final takeaway on the game as a whole? If you were to take the campaign and the multiplayer, uh, we gave our thoughts on the campaign last time round. But you know, and from the point of view of what the whole experience was like compared to your expectations and recommendations, um, including the multiplayer, have you, you know, have you both enjoyed it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've enjoyed it. Like I say, um, I've put a good like 45 hours into it over the last sort of six weeks I'd probably say yeah a good sort of 30 of that was in the multiplayer um I definitely enjoyed the the multiplayer side of things a bit more than the, than the I thought this the, yeah the, I, the camp I, I, and the campaign I thought it'd be the other way around I thought the multi I thought I would just I when I picked this game I thought I just really want to play this campaign again and see it and then we'll play mm. a bit of multiplayer as a bonus it's actually been the opposite way around where yeah. I, I'm far less bothered about the 
the campaign these days and uh, I would rather just keep playing the multiplayer. I think, you know, also from a, a value for money proposition in terms of what it costs for this game and the amount of hours, I could quite happily just come on every week and play with you guys in the online multiplayer more as much yeah, as the social definitely. aspect as anything else. And, you know, you don't, I, I probably never need to buy another Call of Duty game again, I don't think. <laughs> I will, but I don't need to because, you know, this kind of, you would just be trying to recreate this experience that, that mm. you can have within this game anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely believe in it on the on the PlayStation, um, and, and jumping back in as as yeah. and when everyone wants to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So tonight, when we finish this recording, <laughs> I'll see you online. <laughs> uh, Chris, you've kind of given your thoughts, but you know, anything that you would sort of that would say in, in addition to that? I think I'd just conclude by saying that I, I'm I'm. I, I probably always have been more of a single-player gamer than a multiplayer gamer. My my best memories gaming are a lot of people say, "Oh, it's you know sitting playing side by side with a mate." Yeah, I enjoyed doing that. But really, my when I think back, most of my fondest memories in gaming have been solo, playing solo, and, and yeah. they're the kind of games I enjoy and still are. And this reinforces really that when it comes to the actual game, I enjoyed the solo the solo campaign more than the multiplayer I enjoyed the multiplayer because it was a laugh and it was getting together yeah. with mates but in terms of actually playing the game I much preferred the solo campaign which as we said last time you know is was, was some and some in terms of good and bad mainly good but some some you know certainly not without its drawbacks I definitely play more multiplayer but it would it would be more from the point of just jumping on every now and again on a Friday with a couple of beers and not yeah. really caring too much about what's going on on the screen yeah. Uh, in fact, there was a couple of times on Friday when I just put the controller down and just just sat there chatting and didn't actually <laughs> play, um, but it, because it, I wasn't really invested in it, and I don't think I ever will be again in the multiplayer yeah. again. PVE, maybe I could get into. Yeah, I, I think that might be. I, I think that might be a good avenue to explore. Yeah. Mm. It certainly didn't grab me as I thought it might, and it has reinforced the fact that you know, for me single player gaming is is definitely what i enjoy the most yeah yeah perfect um yeah i i don't really have anything to say in addition to what i've said i i think kind of you know my thoughts on both the the campaign and the multiplayer uh, i have by far and away sort of overall uh you know that it's very much landed on the positive side for me and particularly on the multiplayer side of things just how much we've kind of we've got out of it from the uh you know from from the point of view of the actual sort of the our playthrough community um it's it's, it's been a, a really sort of uh a real sort of success as far as i'm concerned um, yeah massively and, kind of everything I hoped it would be and more uh, and hopefully more yeah. of that to come as well so again just in closing all I would say is a, a massive massive thanks to all those guys who, who got involved and participated and uh, you know that's yeah. uh, uh, you know even if you want to join us now do so and uh, there'll yeah. be plenty more games like this further down the line so as Amen always to that yeah yeah, yeah. so um, as always when we close up just to kind of where to find us and particularly for this it's probably quite an important one for this because it is where our little community is so uh, we're over on discord if you just search for playthrough you'll find us uh, within that we've got separate chat channels for each of the games that uh, we've played so far but also bearing in mind we're also going to be starting our new season very shortly as well so there'll be uh, new chat channels for each of those but within the specifically within the uh, Call of Duty 4 channel uh, there's a there's a multiplayer lobby in there which is where we organise our, our online games so uh, pop on pop in 
in there and have a look if you if, it, if it's something you're at all interested in. And I guess even just read some of the chat that goes backwards and forwards and you'll see that, you know, it is a very, very relaxed group and reads sort of just a very welcoming group as well. So, you know, come feel free to come in and have a look around and uh, hopefully join us. Beyond that, uh, we're sort of trying to keep active on Twitter and kind of give the heads up on what we're playing and when we're playing it. So that's at playthrough underscore pod. And uh, we've got a, a very nice website, uh, Chris alluded to it earlier, um, through Deadlock. So that's at www.playthroughpod.com. Even if you've got no interest in it, it's worth just going on now for the satisfaction. It appeals to the OCD and me is that we went for yeah. a nine tile layout on the homepage. So we've now got nine episodes that are up yeah, nice. that actually make it, uh, it really appeals to my eye when you go on to the, <laughs> when you go into the homepage now. So it's, uh, I find myself just looking at it every now and again. Um, and then I'd say Jim, has very kindly set up um, a playthrough channel on Twitch and YouTube so if you just search for playthrough pod and there was some of our multiplayer that was on there the other night Chris I think you put some up and did you put some up as well Jim well I ended up kind of just I was just really messing around with the PS5 share feature and ended up going on my private YouTube channel that nobody nobody knows about but I I, it really was just just about kind of messing around and you know, for next time, I think if yep. we do manage to com- when we do convene the next yeah, multiplayer session, let let's try and let's try and stream it. Yeah, definitely. Just, yeah. Good. just for kicks. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I I put some. Um, I, so I streamed the the last one over onto Twitch without realizing that there's an op- a setting that needs checking mm. in the uh, in the PS5. Um, so only my mic was was sort of put out over twitch um yeah so probably need to just remind everyone next time that if they want their audio sharing on twitch they just got it's just a little check mark basically to say yeah you're happy for your audio to be to be shared via youtube or, or via twitch got you no worries at all we shall do that good well gentlemen as always thank you so much for your time tonight a pleasure as always and um yeah as i say thank you for i said this in the last episode as well but thank you for just engaging with the uh the, with my with my choice of game and uh yeah like i say we're uh onwards and upwards to to season two uh very very oh, excited yeah. about what's to come there and hopefully yeah. plenty more experiences like this along with many others so we will uh, bid you goodbye until the next time and that's not going to be too long at all so thank you very much and goodbye from me cheers Andy over and out (laughs) bye bye